Well, there's a lot of things that uh, that having the Super Bowl in town has raised our awareness about here in the Twin Cities on the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk 1071. Dot com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. This is Bradley Trainer. And uh, one of the things you may or may not have been hearing about, either on the news or just sort of generally uh, in conversation, is about the awareness we're having about sex trafficking. And we've invited somebody to the show to talk to us a little bit about that. It's Marion Deegan, who leads the Sex Trafficking Awareness Project for the Elevate Network of the Twin Cities. Hello, Marion. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Colleen and Brelly. I am delighted to be with you this afternoon. You know, uh, Marion, this is not a subject a lot of people probably thought about, uh, but thanks uh, thanks in no small part to people like yourself who are raising awareness. We're beginning to learn uh, about the issue of sex trafficking, especially around issues or uh, events like the Super Bowl. Can you tell us why the Super Bowl is, in fact, a perfect time to raise awareness about sex trafficking? Absolutely. You know, the Super Bowl is... Well, sex trafficking happens in the Twin Cities and across the country 365 days a year. However, there is a misperception that the Super Bowl is some kind, that sex trafficking soars, that this, this is the greatest event for sex trafficking that there is. That's not true. But because the Super Bowl is a large event, like other large events, that attracts a lot of people to an area, sex trafficking tends to take a bump and elevate during these times. So it becomes a time when it's ideal to kind of raise awareness, talk about what sex trafficking is, how it happens, and separate fact from myth. So can we talk a little bit about that that first thing you said, which is talking about what sex trafficking is? Yes. Sex trafficking is right now the fastest-growing criminal enterprise globally. It is second only to drug trafficking. However, it is also a crime that is covered in secrecy and misinformation. It's happening every day in the Twin Cities, and what we are trying to do right now is to raise awareness, separate the, the fact from the myth, and give people information about who traffickers are, who trafficking victims are, and where the demand for these services is coming from. Can you give us, Marion, like an example of what sex trafficking would look like um, in uh, in reality? Like, describe a situation that we would... Because I think sometimes when you say sex trafficking, uh, sex trafficking, it sounds like this big, nefarious thing. And not that it isn't, but it, it, I think oftentimes people don't realize how ubiquitous sex trafficking is. I think that's very true, Bradley. You know, there's a common perception that the victims of trafficking are immigrants or that trafficking is something that happens somewhere else. But this is not true. The truth is that the vulnerable children who are lured into sex trafficking come from every socioeconomic level. Most of one of the common qualities to these children, very sadly, is sexual abuse early in their childhood. Runaways are particularly vulnerable. Statistics tell us that one out of every three runaways in the United States will be approached by a trafficker within 48 hours. Mm. The victims of trafficking 
are lured in at a very early age. Most trafficking victims are initially targeted by a trafficker between the ages of 12 and 14 years old. You know, and we elevate brought in sex trafficking prosecutor at Ramsey County, Karen Kugler, who sat down with us and talked with us about who these victims are and how they're prosecuting it. And her information for us was absolutely invaluable and really opened our eyes. Once you understand what to look for, she tells us that you can, you, she can walk, she can ride in a patrol car with an officer down the street and he'll say, yep, there's a victim, there's another girl who's being trafficked, there she is. Once you understand the signs and have your awareness raised, you will begin to see it. One of the things that she talked about with us in terms of what to look for if you're out, because traffickers are hunting for their victims in the places where young children, where teens and children gather. This means shopping malls and shopping centers. It means um, strip malls. It is sometimes at schools, definitely on social media. They are, and they know, they are able to recognize vulnerable kids. They will go up to them. They are brazen. They are master manipulators. They will start talking to these kids. Usually, these are children who are looking for, who don't have very much of a sense of self-esteem, who are looking for a boost, and these traffickers know how to compliment them, how to offer. They start out often as a boyfriend or as a protector, and then gradually they may offer them drugs. They may show them pictures on their cell phone of their glamorous life and their fancy cars and this lifestyle that they're telling this young, impressionable girl that she deserves and that she should get used to. And the next thing you know, they're in this downward spiral. We're speaking with Marion Deegan, who leads the Sex Trafficking Awareness Project for Elevate Network of the Twin Cities. And Marion, can I, I think, you know, as I'm listening to you speak and I'm, you know, just my heart goes out to the victims of sex trafficking. I want to be able to do something. So what do you say to to people about how, what what can we do? You know, I think that is a great question. And um, as one trafficking educator says, the eye cannot see what the mind does not know. There are a couple of things that we can do. And I think about this in terms of two areas specifically. One is in protecting our own children, and the other is how we can identify and help the victims. When it comes to your own kids, it's really important to talk to them about sexual abuse and about sex trafficking, particularly now since traffickers advertise their victims mainly on social media as well as on print, children need to understand how to be safe on social media. I think that you know, at our, the Internet has blurred the lines between strangers and friends, and social media is a trafficking hunting ground. So parents can help protect their children by talking with them about social media safety and especially about not sharing personal information or photos. When it comes to the victims themselves, there are things that you can look for when you're out and about. If you're shopping at the mall, if you're at school, if you're at a bus stop, at any place where children are gathering. If you see young children who may look very thin or show signs of malnutrition, 
they may have signs of physical abuse, especially bruising on the face and arms because traffickers control these girls through violence. Always these girls are, they may be carrying multiple cell phones because traffickers give girls a phone and use it to control them. They may have, these girls may have one very expensive item. Karen Cooper tells us often a very expensive purse that traffickers may buy them initially as a gift to kind of seduce them and lure them in. Often traffickers quote unquote brand these victims by having their name or their initials tattooed into these girls' necks or on other parts of their body. Um, and Mary, Often, before, uh, yeah. and I don't mean to interrupt you, I, I'm, no, I apologize. No, We're just a little limited for time, but I did want to make sure before we let you go that we give, um, you know, all this information you're giving us is great. Um, if people, once they get back to their lives, maybe after work or if they're in the car right now, how can they learn more about all of the information you've shared us and, and specifically Elevate Network? What's the best way to um, sort of dig into this deeper for our listeners? Oh. I'm glad you asked, Bradley. On our Elevate Twin Cities Facebook page this week, we are posting educational resources, videos, and especially contacts that people can use with local law enforcement and other resources for these victims. So I encourage listeners to check on Facebook, go to the Elevate Twin Cities Facebook page. We are posting all kinds of educational material to help you Take action and make a difference if you see something suspicious. Marion Deegan, thank you so much for, uh, for sharing all of that great information with us here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. You are so welcome. And I want to thank Hubbard Radio and My Talk 107.1 for your fantastic support and collaboration in getting this important message out. Thank you so much. Thank you. Have You've a wonderful it. day. And we'll put that on the website, too, so that people can get more information about Elevate. Yes, we will. That was Marion Deegan. She leads the Sex Trafficking Awareness Project for Elevate Network Twin Cities. Now, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, boy, with all of this talk of Super Bowl, we've almost forgotten that we're in the middle of Manuary. Not even in the middle. We are we're at the, the end, final. and we are in the finals. Team yes. Cobra has a guy in the finals. We're going to talk to... Marcus, after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. You guys, we are in the finals of Manuary. Did it's you happening. know this? Yeah. It's the Colleen and Bradley it's the first time show. In, I don't know, two years? In a long time. Yeah. On My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And as I mentioned, it is still Manuary, and we are it's just Manuary. at the end of Manuary, and we have brought a finalist all the way through. His name is Marcus, and he is working with a very, very wonderful charity called Canine Inspired Change. And Marcus is on the line. Hi, Marcus. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. How does it how feel to be in? How does it feel to be in the finals? Um, it feels good. Uh, we're excited. Uh, you know, it's been a long road, but um, yeah, we're excited. So, again, we should just let our listeners know if they uh, don't already, if you uh, are the winner of uh, My Talk Manuary 2018, $3,000 goes to help Canine Inspire Change. Now, if for some reason that doesn't happen, good news is there is a, a consolation prize in this case that'll also mean uh, a check going to Canine Inspire Change. So I feel like it's kind of a win-win at this point, even though we want everybody to get out and uh, vote one last time so that we can get you over the finish line. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just the exposure that we've had just coming on the radio show and 
and talking about CIC has been good for us anyway. So, you know, it's been a fun contest. You know, we hope for first place, but, you know, all in all, we have fun. And, Marcus, I have to tell you, I'm, like, stressed out because when you get to the end of Manuary, you don't get to see what percentage the votes are at anymore, and it's very stressful for me. How are you feeling? Um, a little nervous, but, you know, again, you know, I have faith in, uh, in rallying, you know, people and, you know, getting the word out there. So, you know, you never know. But like I said before, you know, we had we just had a good time with, with the contest in, in general. So, you know, we won't be disappointed either way. Yay. Well, you know, we got the opportunity to meet your amazing dog, Rascal, who has been working with you with Canine Inspired Change. Have you told Rascal that you're in the finals yet? Oh, yeah, he's excited, too. Uh, you know, he's full of energy, and he's waiting for, you know, the final results. So, you know, once we hear the final results, then we, you know, we can rest easy. Yes. Well, Marcus, make sure you, um, I know you're doing your part on social media, but uh, this is your last chance. So if there's anything else we can do in the meantime, in between time, uh, we're not going to know where the tally is until uh, the final broadcast. Which uh, is tomorrow. tomorrow. I think at 5 o'clock mm -hmm. on Maury and Julia. So yes. fingers Crossed. Pause crossed for you. Marcus, thank you so okay. much for, for working together with us. And, uh, and good luck to you. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Go thank vote. you. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. Go vote for Marcus on uh, just go to mytalk1071.com keyword manuary and you'll be able to vote for Marcus there. Now, Bradley, you have an update for us on something we've been following. Yeah, so um, I brought to your attention a couple weeks before the Super Bowl an issue that really kind of it bothered me. There are a number of families that are homeless. I mean, and there's homelessness is a problem 365 days of the year. But there was this very unique situation uh, happening because of the Super Super Bowl specifically. It caused a need, and that need uh, is still a need, uh, even though the Super Bowl is just around the corner. And I wanted to remind our listeners to take uh, heed of this particular need and hopefully raise some money in the last days uh, before the sort of attention around the Super Bowl goes away. So St. Paul Public Schools uh, had to really uh, figure out what to do with some families who were in transitional uh, housing or homeless. Um, they were using local motels. Um, they would essentially be put in local motels while they were waiting for transitional housing. Unfortunately, because of the Super Bowl, they couldn't have that uh, housing any longer. So St. Paul Public Schools had to try to figure out a way to accommodate these families because the kids, of course, need to go to school. And the school district wants to make sure that they're able to get to and from school. Mm -hmm. So in addition to losing their housing, that you know caused transportation problems and all sorts of uh, issues for a number of families in St. Paul that are homeless. The Super Bowl has not taken care of the problem. Uh, major corporations haven't taken care of the problem. St. Paul Public Schools put up a GiveMN page, and we brought this to your attention a couple weeks ago. Now, I will say that since we talked to them last, I believe they've raised just about $5,000. Wow. Uh, but there's still about $7,000 left to go before they... Uh, close that funding gap and I want everybody to stop what they're doing and I'm going to post this again on our Facebook or excuse me on our um, I will website. post this on our website mm -hmm. when I get back to the station um, but it's on my it's on my Twitter account it's on my Facebook I want everybody to go and support them so that we can get those families those homeless families affected by the Super Bowl uh, the funding they need to be safe and warm 
this Absolutely, holiday. absolutely. Thank you for the update. Now, when we come back here on the Colleen and Bradley Show, there are crazy, stupid idiots in our midst, and we're going to point at them and laugh at them after this on My Talk 1071. Crazy, stupid idiots are everywhere, and we like to point at them on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. We are Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That is Bradley Trainer. We are broadcasting live from downtown Minneapolis at the AC Marriott Hotel on the corner of 4th and Hennepin, uh, trying to see celebrities. We have not coming seen up any, dry. Well, that's not true. I think we saw some voice people earlier, but they seem to... Uh, we saw them yesterday, so yeah. it was like old news. Um, I mean, not that they weren't fantastic. They were fantastic. But, you know, time for a little turnover, a little celebrity turnover. Uh, but now is the time in the show where we tell you about the crazy, stupid idiots among us. Well then, I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Correct. And that's where we're going first. Yay! Um, apparently, Florida has had such a problem with fake sign language interpreters. Oh my gosh! That they have had to pass a law. Now, do you remember? I feel like we sh- there was a story about this during yes. one of the hurricanes. Yes. Um, during one of their press conferences, somebody was doing a sign in, uh, or a sign language interpretation. That didn't actually say anything. Nothing. And that's because the person didn't speak sign language, right? It seems like a prerequisite for the interpreting job. Well, apparently uh, in Florida... Must know sign language. Right? You'd think. They've now (laughs) passed a bill that would require officials to only hire qualified sign language interpreters for televised hurricane briefings. So So only for the hurricane briefings, other than the hurricane briefings... Yeah, it's open it's season, open season for anyone. apparently. But again, that's Florida for for you. Now, wow. this all came after a very specific news conference. Hurricane Irma, uh, of course, last year came through, and uh, there was one news conference in Manatee County where a sign language interpreter translated about ninety five percent gibberish, including warnings about pizza, a big bear, and not safety tips. Unreal. And apparently it's not just happening during weather warnings. There was a news conference in Tampa about the arrest of a a serial killer. When a sign language interpreter translated a whole mess of nonsense, it turns out uh, the woman who was doing the sign language interpretation has a string of arrests for fraud. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like that. I love how they just willy-nilly hire people. Like, don't you ask, like... Hey, uh, you know, sign language? Uh, got any proof? I mean, who's doing the interviews for those, right? Apparently, like, you would think that the interviewer would know sign language, perhaps, right? I can't. This so is now ridiculous. they're doing what it seems like should have been done all along, uh, having interpreters certified by the National Registry of Interpreters for the Deaf or the Florida Registry of Interpreters for the Deaf. <sighs> that is absolutely so. ridiculous. But only... Only for hurricane-related Yeah, for this particular issue, they're only concerned about hurricanes because, of course, public safety. Wow. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Well, let's go to California, shall we? California, um, yeah. You've had this happen. Maybe you haven't. I have. I've had my car towed before. Have you? Oh, yeah. It is we'll super frustrating. When. It's incredibly inconvenient. Yeah. 
right? Well, this guy in California, 55-year-old Sean O'Neill, had his car towed last week. So um, he did really the only thing he could do, and he broke into the lot, the towing company's lot, in the middle of the night to try to steal his car back. Yeah. Right? So that alone is... That's pretty crazy, stupid idiot. But it's kind of garden variety, right? It like, seems oh, like it's I want been my car back. Yeah. Well, he he didn't have a separate set of keys for the car, so he broke in successfully. But once he was there, he couldn't drive the car away because he didn't have the darn keys. So then he did something else. Tried to hotwire it. No, he found keys to one of the tow trucks at the tow company, and so he thought, "You took my car." I'll take oh, your so car. He stole another car. Yep. So oh, he stole awesome. a different car. Uh, he grabbed one of the tow trucks. He hopped in it and he drove off with it. Well, guess what? It's 2018, and uh, all the tow truck companies' cars are equipped with GPS. GPS. Yeah, I don't understand so, why anybody would steal a phone or a car anymore. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? They found uh, Mr. O'Neill, and uh, they were able to arrest him. And that's the end of the story. And then he died. The end. He maybe someday will. He could be dead. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know. You're right. Actually, we don't know. That was Thursday. A lot can happen. That was where again? California. Oh, California. So we went from Florida to California to dead center middle of the country. Now we're going to Indiana. Uh, And I need to tell you about a guy in Bloomington, Indiana. And uh, he's a 75-year-old guy, and I think we might have talked about him way back when this first happened, but there's an update. So um, even if you've forgotten the story, I need to tell you the tale. A tale is old as time. 75, or at least this guy's is old as time. Mm-hmm. 75-year-old Indiana man who uh, was uh, just on the receiving end of a uh, deal mm-hmm. uh, with the court over something he did last year. What he did will change your life forever. So he was a very nice old man. He decided to make some cookies for his fellow parishioners at the St. John the Apostle Catholic Church in Bloomington. He handed out cookies at the conclusion of their 9.15 a.m. Sunday service. Oh, that's so sweet. Um, th- no particular reason. Just he felt like he it. Was he like, was Here's some chocolate wanted to cookies. share the love. Hey, have a cookie. <laughs> After consuming the cookies, however, seven individuals fell ill at St. John the Apostle. Did he use bad eggs or something? Well, after victims were treated at a hospital, their symptoms included the following. Nausea, lethargy, anxiety, elevated blood pressure, and paranoia. One parishioner told cops that he felt as if he was having a stroke. Oh, my goodness. Uh, somebody who'd apparently had a recent uh, bypass procedure worried if uh, he was going to die. Oh, no. What happened? Norovirus, Bradley, you just had a it little something. Been. It could have been, been that. Been. But no, they did a subsequent search of Mr. Jones, 75-year-old man's uh, Bloomington residence, and turned up nine capsules of hash oil. Oh, dear. He had spiked the chocolate chip cookies with hashish. <laughs> So he got everybody and only at church seven high. people. He got every, well. I don't know how many people took the damn cookies, okay. but he got uh, everybody high on hash oil. <laughs> and uh, can you imagine? I I was actually thinking about that the other day. There would be nothing worse than not knowing you were high An and accidental thinking high. you were completely like 
like what, losing it right and yeah. having no because like if you know you're about to get high then you expect what's about yeah. to happen to you but if you're accidentally high so that's dangerous apparently he's known as the cookie man by the way in his local church he has a practice I, I don't, of greeting visitors with a freshly baked tray of cookies. I don't know. I don't know. No, See, I can't. Here he is, I just Grandpa. feel like there's a couple different things wrong with that. Like, do you really want to be known as the cookie guy at church? That just well, I mean, sounds kind of creeper, good right? Cookies. I don't know. Hi, I'm the cookie guy. I don't think he probably he goes up to you. He haunts your dreams. I don't think he probably goes up to you. He's a nice old man. I mean, he looks like your is grandpa. He, he is he. He got everybody Doesn't accidentally he look like your high. He probably is. Yeah. yeah Are you he, sure he's probably leading a secret life? You yeah. don't know what he did back in the 1960s. Well, true that. I mean, he did crack hash oil capsules somewhere. and put them in I the mean, cookies. It wasn't LSD. No, but okay. Listen, <laughs> sure, you're right. Yes, but again, if you're if you're uh, if you're uns- if you're not sus- you're not expecting the high, it's like what we don't like surprise peen stuff. What we're oh, talking about? Peen. Yep. So it's like that. It's like that's never okay. It's like a surprise high, also oh, not yeah, okay. That's definitely. No, I'm right? not excusing his behavior. I'm saying he just looks like such an avuncular uh, old man. Avuncular. It's a good word. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, uh, watch your cookies at church, everybody. Yeah. You might want to toss those cookies. <laughs> okay. Well, on our <laughs> <laughs> on Nothing, the other Donnie? side of this, we are going to get not amused. <laughs> to your answers to today's daily snap judgment. It's a this or that question we ask every day on the Colleen and Bradley show, and you answer it, and we judge you for it. And today, what was the question we asked today? Today's question was bok choy or gai choy? That was not the question. Today's it, question it was, was chicken noodle uh, or soup. Chicken yes. noodle or French onion. French onion. That is the question. We'll get to your answers on our Facebook page if you haven't gone there already to answer them. You can do that right now and we'll judge you after this on My Talk 1071. We got a big question uh, and it's all about soup on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Question. Streaming Actually. live at mytalk1071.com. We are everything entertainment. Super. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, uh, and we are live at the AC. Hotel on the corner of 4th and Hennepin in downtown Minneapolis. We're looking for celebrities. So far, I have seen three. Who? Lori, Julia, and Donnie. Oh, mm-hmm. cute. And they're coming they up after count. this. <laughs> I mean, they count as people and, and humans and all that. But this yeah. is true. But we did ask you a super question. I thought it was super. On the My Talk Facebook page at facebook.com. Don't be a noodle. Answer our question. My Talk 1071. Uh, what is the question we asked today, Bradley? The question we asked today is soup, French onion, or chicken noodle? All right. And in answer to that question, Melody said, French onion. I first fell in love with it at Spicer Castle. Now I order it everywhere I can. I love when people are like, "Mm, I love the, uh, you know, French onion soup in France. It's so French. Okay. You know that the Spicer Castle is like a bed and breakfast in Spicer, Minnesota, right? No, I know, but I'm saying they're being fancy. I'm like, it's soup. I'm like, it's not a real castle. (laughs) No, I I kind of figured. Okay. Anyway, but yes, I get what you're saying. Like yeah. ever since I had the French yeah. onion soups, authentic from when Chef Roger Bouffant. Roger Bouffant. Who is that chef? One wonders. He created French is he onion on the soup. Food Network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Tana said French onion. It's too involved to make myself. Ooey gooey, holy mess of stringy cheese goodness. Mm, I know it's so hard to put a piece of cheese on your soup. <laughs> it's real hard. 
<laughs> Tina said French onion. I could eat it at least once a week. Ooh, at least once a week? Wow. Living she on must, the edge. She must love French onion soup. Kate said... <laughs> She's in the danger zone. Kate said, get avocado and crackers. What? As you um, enjoy the soup, fish out of the onions. Wait, oh, wait, no, sorry. Okay, As you enjoy the soup, drunk. fish out the onions and put them on top of your avocado. I okay. think she's talking about French onion soup, but I don't understand. No, Is I this her shopping list she's or what? She's alcoholic, and Donnie almost slipped by the way. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> I just want you to know he's on two legs now, but he almost was. Okay, wait. Um, okay. Th- th- help me with this one. Uh Carla said, do you mean French onion soup? Uh, no, Carla. We mean <laughs> French onion poop. <laughs> or just onions from France. You know, the French onions. Uh, she said, then yes. Okay. <laughs> what, what did she think we were talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Again, all these daytime drinkers listening to this show. My Lord. Christine said, sometimes... Sometimes the cheese on the French onion soup makes me gag. Okay. So chicken little. Okay. Um, Again. You guys. Vino. You guys, it's Thursday. Uh, the party started are ready way to party. too early. Happy the party hour does is not here. start at two. Woof. Uh, let's see. Sue said chicken noodle real thick. Wow. <laughs> okay. And Emily said chicken noodle with lots of lima beans. Oh. Ew. Are you guys Ew. feeling okay? I'm concerned about Why our listeners. Why would you put lima beans in chicken noodle soup? Why would you put lima beans in anything? Well, I could see lima beans, a nice side of uh, limas with some butter. They're some, chalky. Yeah, well, I don't know. It doesn't sound let's, like something you want. I'm soup. all for bean chat is what I'm saying. <laughs> but <laughs> got, let's I move away from a, that. I've a crock pot full of um, fava beans waiting for me, but... Uh, like as we speak. Wait, do we yeah. see Kristen's response? What does it say? Yuck. Neither. No. Okay, who doesn't like, like chicken noodle soup? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Seriously. If you're not vegan, uh, you, I don't understand you. I understand how French onion can be polarizing. Oh, yeah. Well, especially because the cheese in question. That would polarize me. Well, as we heard, it like makes... Swiss. It makes Christine gag. Well, is she like sucking down a big glob of cheese? I don't know, but that does not make it sound as enjoyable as it is yeah. to eat the cheese atop the French onion soup. No, I do like French a nice, onion maybe soup. like a provolone. What is the traditional cheese? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know Swiss? that it's... We'll I don't, find I out. I like the Swiss. It's some sort of... What's a French cheese? Uh, uh, there are many. Fromage. <laughs> fromage. Um, Fromage? I guess I've never made French onion soup. I would say ma- like a, uh, not a Gouda, but a... Um, Let's see what Tyler oh, Florence Gouda says. Gouda is so Gouda. Tyler Florence from the Food Network says that you should be using Gruyere. 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 Oh. Yeah. I don't like, I don't trust people say Gruyere. I feel like that's not, yeah, that's that no. ain't right. Yeah. No, Cheese, that ain't right. Epicurious, they also say that you should be using... I was like that. I was Epicurious in college. <laughs> you should be using... Mm, did you use a Parmigiano-Reggiano? Huh? What? Parmigiano-Reggiano. I don't like... I don't also trust people say Parmigiano-Reggiano. It's a, it's different from regular it's Parmesan. Par, no, it's the same no, thing. It's, it's totally just not different. powder. It's... Yeah, it's... Parmesan it's, cheese. It's shishier. And yeah, I... Exactly. And when it's it tries to make house, you sound not fancy, the, but you ain't fancy. It's just not the dust in the green can. Who's the one... Which, by the way, Colleen has in her house, and they call it snow. We call it snow at our house. Yeah, and it does actually contain wood pulp. Mm-hmm. That's true. So. I'm fine with it, though. 
Whatever. You didn't know it was wood pulp until somebody told you it was wood pulp. You were fine with yeah, it before. I'm going to start selling toenail clippings and call uh, it, okay, that's... you know, salad toppings. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> <laughs> that is so gross. By the well, way, the ba- I thought of you. bacon bits. I thought of you, Ish. <laughs> I thought of you the other day, Bradley, because we played a clip. You clipped your toenails. <laughs> yep. No, we played a clip from the um, from the Bachelor with Ari. He's so boring. Ari Deck, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, um, but he was was talking to a girl on a date, and they were like playing. I don't even know. 20, I don't watch the dumb show, but I found the clip. They were playing some question game, and she asked if he would ever eat human flesh. Oh, what did he say? Well, he said, I think he said no, but she was like, I would. It's a curiosity. Yeah, me too. And then he kissed her, and I was like, that is not sexy kissy time talk. I would totally eat human flesh. Here's the caveat. Oh, I would eat my, my own, own human yeah. flesh. You would eat your own? Yeah, well, so I'm not you would eat like yours. Well, so you would eat a piece of your own thigh. Yeah, like oh, if you sure. were like in the movie Alive, if they had you to... would cut off an own, uh, your own piece of leg and then Yeah. I would cut a toe off and sizzle it up. Make a nice skewer. <laughs> okay. I thought those All were right. for salads. I've invited Donnie here to break Hi, up Donnie. to break up this very scintillating cannibal cocktail. Yep. Is Donnie, yes. would you eat human flesh? Absolutely not. Gosh. Really? Even if no. it was your own. Even if it was my own, yeah. What, but I'm saying, Bradley, you wouldn't have to kill Bradley it. Thinks, eating my own flesh. Bradley thinks that that's better. That that makes it okay, as opposed to eating someone else. Yes. Wouldn't you like to know? No. Why? <laughs> that's just no, we're not made that way. No. Is this a carryover like, from your flu? Some, here, I have a question. Right? No, this isn't. If Sadly, Donnie, legal, this is. Uh, we've had this conversation very, very before. Strange, if man. it was legal, Donnie, I'm probably if still legal. Now we're talking about. If it were legal. And you could get away with it, and it was totally acceptable, and you weren't going to get in trouble. Would you kill someone? No. Like if you, <laughs> I feel you, like cannibals are not worried about you? the legality. Serious? Don't you ever this. play these games? No. Okay, can I tell you how this conversation really? started? This Where is, he Donnie, to be in the movie Purge Night. Like. Donnie, this is when. This is how Bradley started <laughs> thinking about this, like having this thought experiment for uh-huh. himself. There was a conversation about if you got liposuction mm. and they gave you the fat, would you <laughs> fry things in it? <laughs> and Bradley was like, sure. Why not? No, you wouldn't. You would not. I mean, you know, it, when presented with the option, I'd probably pass. But if somebody said for $10,000, here's a piece of oh, your stuff, fry you it now. up. It's not like enough. how people like, fry okay. up placenta-ish. Yeah, see, yeah, and why? And that's all a OK, apparently. Mm-hmm. And they put it in little capsules. For but later. I, I will admit, I'm like the person who With wants nice to see the tooth that you just pulled out of my jaw. No. I want to see the you know no. body parts you removed. No. I want to see the you know m- the fatty cyst you just you know. You guys were me. making fun Can of we? me for that well, on a recent have show. You met us? Have you met us? Yeah, and no. now you admit that have you want to do us? that. Anything for attention. Also, can we not so say weird. fatty cyst on this show? Can <laughs> How about sebaceous cyst? That? cyst. Gross okay. Are you offended by No, it's just such a gross word. You know, a good band, though. Fatty cyst. Fatty cyst. Everybody fat. coming up next. That's like a rap name. Yeah, it is. It totally fatty is. Fatty cyst. Yeah. <laughs> fatty What's cyst. Up? He's little the hype fatty. man. <laughs> fatty cyst and little like fatty little cyst. sausages. <laughs> oh, my God. Little, all right. Little weenie. Oh, look, Boy. the music's playing. Oh, we're running out of time. What has happened? Somebody get the hook. We're oh. out of here. Boy, the Colleen and Bradley show, gone. <laughs> Lori and Julia coming up next. Bye. Live from the AC Marriott Hotel. And thank you to them for hosting us. And uh, we'll be back here again tomorrow. Vote for Marcus in Manuary.
MyTalk1071.com keyword manuary.